Hey, redheads and everyone else listening. I'm Stephanie. I'm Adrian, And this podcast is going to be completely different today. Usually Stephanie and I, we chat, then we call our guests, then we reflect on the guest after the conversation's over and we end it with question and answers. But today is going to be completely different because we're covering two important topics, redhead wigs and how to donate your red hair. To help us answer your questions, we have two different guests on today, and we call them at different times and put the interview together to feel cohesive and to provide you with the best advice in one easy podcast episode. Yeah. So over the years, we have received many emails and messages asking about these important topics. We're asked, one, where can I, a redhead, find real red wigs? And two, how do I donate my natural red hair to an organization who makes redheaded wigs? So this episode is dedicated to everyone who has written to us over the years, and we will dig deep into the wig and hair donation process. We feel like this is a very important topic because many times, not all, but redheads will write in wanting to purchase a wig because they're going through a health issue and want to feel like themselves or they know someone who's going through something like that. And they want a red wig to keep themselves feeling vibrant and gorgeous. First, we called Suzanne Shimera. She's a native New Yorker and president co-founder of Hair We Share. She founded it in 2014 after becoming a custom wig designer for over 20 years. Hair We Share creates custom wigs for children and adults with medical hair loss. And this is important because many wig organizations only make wigs for kids, which is very important. But Hair We Share makes wigs for adults and kids. Hi, Suzanne. It's Adrian and Stephanie from How to Be a Redhead. Hi, nice to meet you. Thank you for having me here. Then we call Jordan Fuelberth. She's a 24-year-old natural redhead and works as a certified veterinarian technician in Illinois. She has also been a huge supporter of Wigs for Kids, and she feels blessed to be a donor. If you didn't see her viral hair donation TikTok video with millions and millions and millions of views, you're in for a treat. If you happen to see around 36 inches of red hair being chopped off on TikTok, it was probably Jordan. Later on, she will detail how she donated one full yard of her own red hair. But first, let's get to know her. She also shares with us why she loves her red hair, something we do whenever we interview a redhead. And I will say, guys, her red hair is absolutely gorgeous. Hey, Jordan, it's Stephanie and Adrian from the How to Be a Redhead podcast. How are you doing? Doing well today. How are you? Yeah, we're doing wonderful. We want to dive right into it. What was it like, though, growing up with red hair and being a natural redhead? I did recognize at a young age how rare it is to be a redhead. And I did love standing out amongst the crowds and just being different. Um, But it also came with some unfortunate bullying and exclusion. And I did, you know, get a lot of sunburns. (laughs) However, you know, (laughs) but I have learned to love it. And I have learned to be proud of, of who I am. And being a redhead has been such an important part of my identity. Like we said, the goal of this podcast episode is for you to get a fully encompassing view on how to donate your red hair, or even donate monetarily if it's best for you. And the process it takes behind the scenes to actually make the wigs, how the hair is processed, made into a wig, and finally sold. And if you want a wig, we'll let you know how to purchase one. But first, let's see why Jordan was inspired to donate her hair. I think what initially inspired me as a young girl is 
I remember a lot of people, especially older adults that I looked up to in my life, coming up to me and saying, hey, you have really unique hair. You know, there are people out there that would really love to have your hair. And so I kind of, it kind of hit me one day, well, what if I could, you know, what, what can I do to help people have this hair that they want? And so I remember seeing some commercials for wigs for kids and getting to see the, the kiddos on, on the screen and they would ask for hair donations. And so I remember thinking maybe I actually can give somebody my red hair. And so that's what really initially inspired me to want to do that. Okay. And then how many times have you donated it so far? So I've donated it twice so far. Yeah. The first time it took me 10 years to grow it out because I was nine years old when I started growing it. Since I was nine, I didn't really take the best care of it. I was a little girl. So it took, it grew slower. It took longer because I wasn't, I probably wasn't caring for it as prop, you know, properly, I guess. And so that took a little bit longer, but the second time that I've grown it out so I could donate it. It only took me about five years. Took better care of it this time. So, Isn't Jordan the cutest? The listeners can't see our guests, but we can see them. And we can tell you she has, like I said, the most vibrant, gorgeous, natural red hair. I was blown away when I saw her. It's incredible. We also love how she felt it so deep in our heart to donate and did it. Now we'd like to share Suzanne's story with you and how she started Hair We Share. We think it's pretty incredible and it really showed us that when you put good in the world, it comes right back to you. Yeah, we're so excited. You know, we did our research and went on Hair We Share's website prior to calling you up and we have to say it's an amazing nonprofit and we would love to just hear a little bit about Hair We Share, what motivated you to start it for any listeners that may have never heard of your nonprofit organization. Thank you so much. I appreciate anybody who will hear my story. So I have been a wig designer since 1994. Um, and every time somebody came in who um, was sick or, or a family with a young child, uh, and they had to, you know, spend the money on purchasing a quality wig. It kind of killed me a little bit inside. Um, mm. Being the service that I provide, I actually couldn't even afford it myself. Um, wow. Yeah. So um, back in 2014, um, it's it's kind of we make a joke out of how we started here. We share um, my my boss who um, was on vacation, and I was alone in the office. And I got a phone call from a mom of a 12-year-old girl who had alopecia universalis, not a hair on her body. Wow. Um, she was being homeschooled because they were afraid she was uh, she was just a, a nightmare getting up in the morning and getting her to go to school because she was being bullied. Mm. So um, the the parents had her homeschooled. They removed all of the sharp objects from the house. They had her under 24-hour surveillance. She was in a very dark place. And she spent most of her time with the door closed in her bedroom. And so as I got to talking to the mom, my heart was sinking and sinking, thinking, Mm -hmm. um, you know, how am I going to tell her the the cost of this wig? Um, Just to backtrack a little bit, she got my name because uh, I did um, the hair for an actress who was on a 2020 episode. And they watched that 2020 episode. And so her face lit up and she, you know, told her mom, please, I'll do anything if you'll get me that wig. 
they were in a small town in West Virginia and there wasn't the resources like there is, you know, um, in, in bigger cities where I am. Right. Uh, so they really didn't know about good quality wigs. It was the first time she saw one and the first time she saw another person with alopecia. Mm. So um, I made her a proposal. I said, I had always wanted to start something like this. Uh, if we can take a photo of your daughter and put it on, on Facebook and share it around and see if we can get people to send their hair, I can cut the ha- cost of the wig in half. And, um, you know, and then I put a deadline that I had a week to do it before my boss came back. Um, and, and that was a Friday. And the following Tuesday, I, I don't work Sunday, Monday. So Tuesday is my first day of the week. Uh, there were 42 packages in the mail of hair. Nice. And so I was able to choose the best hair for her. And what was really cool about it was, um, one of it was a friend of the actress, because I had tagged her in post. Um, another was her school teacher. Another was a, her friend from school. So all of these people came together to make a wig for this kid. And it kind of became a little community. Mm-hmm. It takes about five to six ponytails to make one wig. Um, so I just oh, chose wow. the best colors for her, what she wanted. Um, and I was able to make her a custom made wig. And so when oh, my, my boss came back from his vacation, um, and he was on a cruise without service, so he had no clue what I was doing until he came home. Um, he said to me, I, I, I don't know what you're thinking. I don't know why you're doing this. We cannot do this. We, we, you know, we're a business and we can't do things for free. Hmm. And so um, during that week while he was away, I, I, I service clients and I was showing my clients what I'm doing. Look, you know, all these people sent their hair. I'm making this kid a wig. So my clients started peeling money, cash off at me. Here's $50, here's $100. And by the end of the week, I also had an envelope full of cash to pay to have that wig made. Wow. And so I I told him, I I can't stop and I won't stop and I have to do this again. Wow. And that's how Hair We Share came about. Yeah. Six months later, we were a 501c3 not-for-profit. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. It really is amazing. Suzanne and Hair We Share are looking for women just like Jordan to donate. This is a great time to go back to discussing Jordan's viral TikTok video. So when you open the TikTok video, and we're going to put the the link in the podcast notes, the video opens with Jordan's super long hair in 2018. It was so long, it touches her thighs. The video cuts to her holding her two long ponytails in her hands because she donated 18 to 20 inches of her natural red hair to wigs for kids. But she explained she wasn't done and grew her hair out again. This time, her second time donating, it went to the bottom of her waist. When it was time, the video showed her hair in four sections getting cut again for wigs for kids. She donated about 16 inches. We asked Jordan all about the making of the video and her response to how it went viral. Your hair donation video on TikTok has been viewed 9.8 million times um, since the recording of this episode. It probably Um, is more like as we go on. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So what was it like for you watching it go viral in real time? And for our listeners, we'll go into detail about the video, um, but it's basically about your you donating your hair several times in one in one TikTok clip. 
Um, and it's pretty remarkable to see your hair, how you say that you, you let it grow for four or five plus years and then you would chop it and then donate it and then do that again and again. Um, so I guess, yeah. What was it like for you to see that video go viral and see, it's crazy to think like over 9 million people have viewed it. Yeah, d- definitely. I was incredibly shocked. I, I never would have anticipated that I would get so many views and that my video was going to go viral. Um, and as the views kept growing in numbers, I felt such an overwhelming sense of gratitude and just knowing that I was able to inspire others and help encourage other people to donate their hair. I couldn't believe how many people actually ended up messaging me, explaining to me that they wanted to their hair and ask, asking me more about the process. So um, that really made me feel good to know that I impacted people in that way. Yeah, yeah, because I'm sure so many people had questions. Um, were, red, were redheads writing in asking? Oh, yeah, there were people from all over the all the world, different colors of hair and different walks of life. And yeah, it was really, really neat to see that and experience that. So in the video, you know, your hair is super long. I think that's why it became so like such a viral. Because first of all, <laughs> just your hair is so long that people were probably like, whoa, what? Whoa. Like, how did she even have that? Never mind the fact that you actually donated the, the locks. I think people were more probably intrigued at first glance by how long it was. So do you know how many inches your hair was? Did they measure it? The first time I donated it, it was exactly a yard long. And that took 10 <laughs> years. And then the five years, how long was that? The the five years, I think it was just a little under a yard. yard. I think it was maybe like six or seven inches short of a yard, I want to say. You have to watch the video for yourself and the direct TikTok link can be found in the podcast notes. So at this point, we want you, the listener, to know what actually happened when you donate. This is what Suzanne has to say about the process. Can you walk us through like, okay, so we have red hair, right? Let's just say we... We send in a, our ponytail, you know, uh, our producer, Pam, Stephanie, we all send in a, a red ponytail. Um, can, do you dye, do you dye the hair to kind of make it all look as one color or do you no, like save it? No, it, no, it gets mixed together. It gets mixed um, together. So what happens is it comes into our mailroom. Um, it gets checked in, it gets given a, a unique ID number. Um, and then it goes into our warehouse we have uh, groups of developmentally disabled that come every day to sort the hair. Um, They sort them into bins by color. Uh, If you think about like your three redheads sitting there, but your three all different color hair, yeah, you know, um, brunettes are the same thing. Blondes are the same thing. So there's really endless amounts of hair colors, but we have it broken down into nine. So you would all end up in dark red. In dark red. Um, Wow. And then you would all be mixed together. Um, so we, we, we take, so then we sort it by length. Um, and, and we further break it down by texture too. Um, but so we don't get much curly hair. It's very confusing. I know it's a lot of no. parts, but. No, I get that. I get <laughs> okay. that. So not a lot of curly hair gets donated. Is that what you're saying? Right. We don't get a lot of curly hair because we need the length and curly hair girls don't like to cut that much length. Um, so we right. have one separate bin that's curly hair. So that may be blonde, you know, brunette, red, maybe all different colors. Suzanne goes on to say that she hears from people all the time how nervous they get to donate. And Stephanie and I can understand. No one wants to donate their hair, super long hair, and have it go nowhere. Jordan, too, was initially nervous when she was going to donate her hair. And it was going to be lost forever. 
This is how she felt, what she did, and why she chose to get the cut donation done at Great Clips because they have a partnership with Wigs for Kids. Were you surprised about the donation process um, when you first donated your hair? And how did you choose Wigs for Kids? Because we know that there's several other uh, hair donation charities out there. Yeah, so I, I was a little bit surprised with the hair donation process because there were a lot of little details that I wasn't aware of that I learned through the process, such as I always thought it didn't matter how many different step, separate strands of hair that they divided before they cut it, but they actually prefer six strands. Um, it makes it easier for them to make the wig if they're if it's divided into six sections. So okay. That, that so was you mean like you, they have to put your hair in six sections and then cut them? And then cut yes. it? Yes. Really? Oh. Preferably. They say you can do four, but they prefer six. Oh. Oh, I always thought they just chopped the ponytail. Yeah, I thought they did too. Yeah, but they prefer the different sections because I guess it makes it ease of access to make the wigs. But that was surprising. And then the actual preparing it to send the end, they like you to rubber band every like inch or two down each section of hair to keep it all together. Um, and then you're supposed to wrap it in tissue paper and then put it in a Ziploc baggie. So I never knew all that. So I just thought you chop the ponytail, send it in a box, and that was it. Um, there's a lot of care that comes with it. Um, and, and learning about um, wigs for kids versus other places that you can donate your hair, other charities, um, how I found out about Wigs for Kids, besides just watching the commercials, is my mom actually was a cosmetologist. She's a retired cosmetologist. Um, so she she recommended that I, out of all the charities that, that are out there to donate your hair to, that, that I do choose Wigs for Kids, because unlike most other charities, Wigs for Kids does not charge their recipients for the wigs, which I really liked, because I didn't think that the recipients should have to pay. So, okay. And do you know who received your hair? Do they let you know or is it all anonymous? So when you donate your hair, you can choose to leave a message about why you donated and you can also uh, write to the recipient a personal letter to them and then you can leave your contact information so that way they can reach out to you if they choose to. So um, the little girl that received my hair did actually reach out to me and it was very sweet to hear from her. <laughs> was oh she, my was she a natural redhead and like wanted your wig or what was the story? So she was not a natural redhead. She was suffering from alopecia and this was the first time I donated. Um, but she, she was not a natural redhead, but she always really liked red hair and she really liked Annie from, you know, you know, like the little, yeah, 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 yeah. so she really wanted to be like Annie. And so she, chose the redheaded wig and it happened to be my hair and she yeah her and her family reached out and it was very sweet to, to hear from them it was very rewarding wow yeah, that's so that's wonderful so nice I love that you're you feel like you really are making a difference too I feel like I tear up just like <laughs> did you get to see any pictures of her wearing your wig she did they did send me one picture yep oh, oh that's so that's wonderful so that's so cute. beautiful <laughs> Yeah, it was really so rewarding. It was, no, it was rewarding. Very yeah, it makes you realize like, wow, I just did something. I changed a life, really. Did she did yeah. she see your TikTok video? I'm not sure. I'm not sure if she's seen it or not. It's been a few years since I've gotten to keep in touch with her, but I know that it, it took about probably like almost a year before I heard from her after I donated because it can take up to a year to make the wigs. 
So I'm itching to see if I hear from the recipient of my most recent donation in the next year. But if I don't, I, I don't expect it. I just It's just always interesting to know who ends up with the hair and their stories. I was nervous for, for reasons that I, I was just so afraid that my hair would end up not going to the right place. Or I thought, I mm-hmm. yeah, I thought, what if the hairdresser doesn't feel like sending this in and they just throw it all away? <laughs> oh, the hairdresser, they, they send it in? So the first time you have the choice, you can either send it in. And the first time I donated, I did send it in myself because I was so worried. Um, But then I heard I was reading some information and I heard that sometimes if you send it in in your own box, they I guess they might think it's junk mail or something and accidentally throw it away when it arrives, which I know it didn't because it got to a recipient. Mm -hmm. But I decided the second time I was going to let the hairdresser send it in because since they send it in a box that has the name uh, on the box of the, of the company that cut your hair, it's more likely to be received and for them oh. to know it's a hair donation. Um, so okay, I did that's a good through, tip. Yeah. So I did it through great clips and they, they have, they have a partnership with wigs for kids. So if you don't, if you donate your hair and have great clips, cut it, they will give you a free haircut and they can send it in for you. And it comes, it arrives to wigs for kids and, a box with the great clips logo on it. So they know it's a donation. That's a great, great tip. As you can tell from listening to Suzanne and Jordan, the person donating their hair and the company making the wig have such powerful roles. Jordan really wanted to help kids and Suzanne wants to help kids and adults. But we haven't heard a story yet about a redhead who needs a wig. Suzanne shares a story from one of her redheaded clients. I just had um, a girl who was a musician and she's a young girl and she just kind of, you know, started breaking into the music industry and all of a sudden she had alopecia, lost all of her hair. She had to the waist, wavy red hair, almost exactly Pam's hair um, to to the waist. (laughs) And um, so I, I was able to put up a social media post begging people for their red hair and I was able to get it and make her a custom-made wig. That's what I have to do sometimes. As redheads, we know the power our red hair has over us. It's our identity. When our hair looks good, we feel good. When people compliment it, even though you may complain about strangers approaching you or wanting (laughs) to touch it, it does feel great to receive the confidence boost. After all, red hair is more than a color. It's a lifestyle. Are you wondering if Hair We Share gets requests for a lot of red wigs? We were wondering ourselves too, and Suzanne had the answer. And do you get a lot of requests for red wigs? We have to ask, being a redhead yeah. company. <laughs> right, of course. Well, if you think about it, most people in the world are brunette or mm. black haired. Um, so the least amount of requests we get color wise is red. Okay. But it's also the least amount of donations that we get. Hmm. Red hair okay. does not come from a bottle. Um, the The color is impossible to make, and, and manufactured wigs are made from dyed hair. They're not natural hair. So we're very lucky to be able to provide redheads with their actual hair color. And are you wondering if Jordan is willing to grow and donate her hair again, or how in the world she grew it that long and how she feels when it is cut super short for the donation? Do you have plans in the future to do the, do it again, donate more? 
I, I'm thinking about it. I, I would like to donate again. I don't know if I want to let it get quite that long because that you, you, you can donate. I think the requirement I want to say is like maybe, I'm not 100% sure, but I want to say it's maybe eight or nine inches they prefer. It might, it might be closer to 13. I can't remember. Okay. Uh, so I'd like to donate it again, but I don't know if I'm going to let it get quite as long again, a yard long, because it is hard to take care of when it's that long. Yeah. Um, mm. if, if I could at least get it long enough to, to donate it again, I think I would definitely do that again. I want to touch upon, you said the first time you donated it took 10 years because you weren't taking care of it. And then five years when you were taking care of it. So in terms of taking care of it, what what were you doing differently to make your hair grow so long? Because actually, that's a common question that we get asked mm-hmm. um, is on TikTok, like DMs all the time, how, what advice do you have for growing my hair long? So what advice would you give to some of our listeners? Yeah. So what I did differently and what advice I would give is I would go in at least every six months and get the split ends trimmed off. I think that was a huge part of allowing it to grow and become more healthy. So the, the, you know, six months trims. And then also, I started to take some vitamins. So I would take collagen. I really liked the sugar bear hair vitamin. Mm. Oh, so I did. I did take that this the second time around. And I do think it did help. Um, the collagen just it seemed to make my hair a little bit stronger instead of so brittle. So that was something that was really helpful. Um, and then when I was a little girl, I don't know if I washed it as frequently as I should have, but now or maybe too frequently but now I wash it like every other day or every three days. Um, and I use a leave-in conditioner that I got from Great Clips called, I think it's by Matrix or something from Great Clips. So I do that and it keeps it more hydrated because I used to have really dry and flaky hair. And I think that also kind of impeded on my ability to grow it out as quickly. Mm, okay. So it a little bit more moisturized has really helped as well. And what about your diet? Do you feel like, you know, how have you been like eating like better, healthier in the last five years? Because I don't know about you. When we were kids, we ate like junk stuff. I feel like we ate healthy at home, but I feel like when we weren't home, we were eating a lot like of, junk. A lot of a lot of fruit roll ups. Let's yep. just say that. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, lots lots of fruit roll ups and snack cakes as a kid. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I would I would say that kind of expanding out of my own comfort zone and, and learning how to cook new recipes and trying mm. from different cultures. I really like exploring f- different types of cultures, different foods. And so I have cooked a lot more different foods than what I grew up eating. So I think that that could possibly contribute to that as well. One question I had, when you're sitting down in the chair, getting your hair cut, were you ner- had the last two times that you've done it, were you nervous? I feel like my heart would be racing. Or were you prepared? I was, I was, I think I was ready to have it cut because I was yeah. ready for an easier hairstyle to, you know, to wake up every morning and to be able to get ready in maybe 10 minutes instead of a whole hour. To donate your hair, there is a minimum length needed. We did some research and most companies who make wigs have an eight inch requirement, but hair we share has a different requirement. We asked Suzanne how long the hair ponytail donations need to be. And forewarning, we did not know her reference. (laughs) You'll see. (laughs) But it's so interesting to hear what happens when they're actually making the wigs. We raised the minimum donation length from 8 inches to 12 inches um, because we found that most people donated the minimum amount. Does any of you remember uh, a latch hook rug? You're all a lot younger than me. 
<laughs> do you remember no. Latch Hook Rock? No. No. Um, no. Pam does, but no, okay. not not Adrian. Do you? No. So you so it's a it's um it's the it's the concept of how a wig is sewn. Basically, it's a crochet hook stitch. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the hair needs to be folded and then tied in the middle in a knot with a little hook. Um, and so the hair has to be folded by at least four inches for it to hold into the wig. So if I'm making a wig that's eight inches long, I need 12 inches of hair. Oh, okay. Most requests we get are for long hair wigs because most girls want long hair. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and that would be 16 to, to 18 or even 20 inches is what they ask for. Like, you know, uh, mid back length would be 18 inches. And if you reach this part in the podcast and you want to know what maintenance is like and how long the wig lasts, we asked Suzanne and we have the answer. And we have a warning for redheads with any bleach in their hair. You can't donate your locks until it has grown out. So when someone wants a wig, how do they... Do they go on the Hair We Share website and write in saying yeah, they, they whether on, it's for someone's daughter or son or whoever? Mm-hmm. They go on to our website. Okay. And put out a wig application. Put it in a, a wig application. Um, right. It you know when we first started this, it was very important to me that we didn't leave anybody behind because there's only organizations for children with alopecia. There's nothing for adults with alopecia. Mm. And there's only organizations for adults with cancer. Um, In my career, I have serviced so many different types of people that I just felt it wasn't fair. You know, um, like I, for instance, I I had a child who was mauled by a dog. Um, That hair is never going to come back. That child is permanently disfigured. I've had burn victims. I've had domestic violence victims. Mm. you know, and then a multitude of different illnesses. Lately, we've had COVID patients um, because, oh. because there's COVID hair loss. Wow, really? So um, Didn't even know that existed. Yeah. So, you know, it's a lot to inventory because if you think about, look around the room, everybody has different types of hair. And I, right. I try to get specific to the person. Um, like Adrian has a higher hairline. You know, um, Pam has a little more wave, you know, like I try to get each person almost identical to what they lost. It's near impossible to do um, because we would have to, I think the number is 10,080 different variations. If we were to be able to exactly service anybody. Oh my gosh. Okay. That's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So it's, that's not possible. So the wigs are customizable. um, Right. And uh, so, yeah, so children 18 and under with a doctor's prescription are automatically approved. Adults over 18 um, need to show proof of need of financial assistance okay. just because we, we, we just don't have the resources to be able to provide to everybody. Hopefully someday we'll be able to open that, you know, with to, to just anybody. So what's an average cost for... A wig. Is that three thousand dollars? I think I saw something on the website three thousand dollars. Yes, it's it's an okay. average. Wow. It's, it's well, it's actually kind of, um less than that. That's about the average retail cost. Uh, we are able to make it at wholesale cost. Okay. So um, it takes anywhere from four to eight ponytails, 
and each ponytail costs us about $150 from the time it lands into our office to the time it's on the recipient. Um, okay. You know, wow. so that's, you know, the, the, our office space and, and um, our facilities here and then the manufacturing and all the shipping. Um, the shipping is, is quite a big cost. Wow. Yeah. And is there any maintenance with the, the wig itself? Like once someone receives the wig, I was just thinking about like, do you have to wash it? I don't know if that's a comb. Yeah. It. Yeah. yeah no. Sure. And just like regular hair, it has to be maintained. Um, okay. It's actually a little bit easier because you really don't have to wash it often. You can wash it like once a month. Mm. Oh, okay. And then, so, you know, it kind of just stays in the style and they can just kind of take it off at night, put it on in the morning and it's, and it's good to go. But you can curl it with the curling iron. You can do anything. Oh, that's wonderful. Okay. Does it last forever? Like if you really take good care of it? No. No. So the wigs that we make are, um, they're very thin. They're, they're basically like a theatrical wig. Okay. What you would see the movie stars wear, um, which is another reason it's so important to me that that's what I provide people and mm-hmm. um, not just anything. Um, you know, I, I hear all the time, oh, they, you know, they said just get a wig. But I went to, you know, 20 stores and there's nothing that looks like my hair. Right. Um, so, you know, that that was really important to me that I provide um, the person, um, with, with the most natural and best looking, um, because why just plop something on your head? Yeah. Um, so how long does yeah. it last? Like how long, how many years? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll back. I <laughs> forgot that question. <laughs> um, so it depends on the person. Um, okay. it, usually about a year, okay. um, it'll last, you know, the hair is not getting natural oil like your, your own hair does. So it does get brittle. Um, okay. Which, by the way, is why we say no bleached hair. Um, okay. A lot so of no people, bleached hair. So if you're a redhead and you have any bleach in your hair, you have to yeah. wait for it to grow out. Okay. That's another big misconception. A lot of people think it's because we don't want the color, um, mm-hmm. but it's because the integrity of the strength of the hair is compromised. It would be so hard for me to donate my hair. And this is Adrian speaking. So we asked Jordan if she ever felt this way. I identify with my long red hair and I think I've never donated it and I feel like I should. Like I feel like I should donate my hair. But I identify it, so much with I my long hair. I don't know, Adrian, if you I mean, we're looking at Jordan, your length right now is about to your collarbone, maybe a little mm-hmm. bit shorter. I yeah. don't know if you would do that, Adrian. I know. That's my whole thing, is that I don't know if I can go that short. My personality, I've just always had long hair. It's such an identity. In top of my hair, on top of being a redhead, I love my red hair and I love my long red hair. So when I'm looking at you, you look so good with your hair that length, but I don't yeah. know if I could do it. I don't know if I could pull it off. I think I would look also, like it looks so healthy. Like your end so looks so and thick. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, I will have to say that having long, specifically long red hair was also a huge part of my identity. And growing up, everybody knew me as not just the girl with red hair, but the girl with long red long hair. Long red hair. Same. So it, it, it did feel like I, I lost a small part of my identity when I cut my hair. But at the same time, I just tried to kind of recoil back and remember that it'll grow back. And if I really miss it, I can get it longer again. But I, I am glad that I donated it. It does feel better. It is a lot easier to take care of. And I do feel like it looks healthier on the ends now. Um, but yeah, it's it's just got to be a decision that you choose you to make. Do. 
yeah and yeah it's i'm glad that i did it but i definitely i am you know trying to kind of recreate myself as the as the girl with short red hair (laughs) stephanie and i have curly hair so your hair is naturally straight though i can just tell by looking at it yeah yeah me too so that's why it's so easy (laughs) but see if i have if i if i cut my hair that short i would look like it would be so curly and frizzy. It would be like out to here. I'd be like, it'd be like clown hair. Honestly, I don't know my hair. Unless my friend always said, you know, do you know Grace Coddington, Jordan? I do not. Okay. Well, we're going to put like some articles in our podcast. Notes she's amazing. Grace she's Coddington for Vogue. Yeah. It, she's like, she's a redhead icon. She's not a natural redhead, but she has rocked red hair for like 50 or 60 years of her life. Like she just identifies with being a redhead. And she, this is what she does. Her hair is like a little bit longer than yours and it's curly like Stephanie and I's, but she brushes it. And it's, and it's just so pretty. It's out and it's wonderful. And my friend, Andrew, who's in styling in New York City, he's always like, please wear your hair like Grace Coddington. I'm like, I are you that. kidding? Like that. it would be like out to there. But if you want to do a fun Google search, look her up and like, she inspires me, but I don't know if I could pull it off. But if I did donate my hair, I'd have to just be like Grace Coddington. If you don't have hair to donate or too nervous at this point in your life, but you want to donate to Hair We Share, here are more details. We currently have about sixty or 70,000 ponytails that are not sponsored um, in a warehouse. Oh, and wow. we're slowly chipping away at getting them sponsored. Okay. And turning them into wigs. Yeah. So, so really to run Hair We Share, you rely on donations and hair, right? Yeah. So everyone yep. needs to get to hairweshare.org and, you know, either, can you just donate if you want? Like, can you just, I'm sure you'll just accept donations and not hair, right? If someone just wants to donate and. Oh yeah. Okay. Yes. On a monetary. It's, it's actually at this point more important than, than hair of donations. Course. So Redheads, hasn't this been a super fun podcast? If there's anything we have taken away from talking to these two women, it is that us Redheads have all the power to change lives in some way. It could be donating your unique red hair. It could be sending this podcast to a friend or family member needing a wig. It could be donating to the organization's mention. Let's say goodbye first to Suzanne and thank her for her work making these amazing, amazing wigs. Congratulations. I mean, we loved hearing your story. I know Adrian and I are just in awe and it's really remarkable to hear everything that you've started with the idea, starting with that girl, Brooke, and then creating Hair We Share and the lives that you've impacted. So I hope that you know that because I think, um, I'm sure you probably get written in all the time by um, people who have received a wig or maybe a loved one. someone in their family has received one on how it's really shaped and impacted their life. Um, I do. Thank you. And and the redhead girl that I was saying, who's the musician, um, just sent me a beautiful card saying um, that it was remarkable how we were able to actually match her hair. And she had searched and searched for a wig to match her hair. And there was just nothing for her. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So someone listening, it's hairweshare.org, correct? And then you're, you're on Facebook and Instagram. We will include the links in our podcast notes. Um, and then the monetary donations, everything, the application can all be on hairweshare.org, correct? Correct. You're changing lives. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
Yes. Thank you so much. And it was a pleasure to have you on our podcast. Thank you. It was a pleasure to be here. And before we say goodbye to Jordan, she let us in on a super unique trait she has. And we're wondering if any other redheads out there listening have the same trait. It's pretty incredible. And what she has to say about those considering donating their hair. Yeah, I actually is so interesting. So I was actually born with a birthmark in my hair. It's not white. It's actually black. It's kind of it's kind of hard to see, but it's in here. I'll have to send you guys a picture. But it's, yeah, it's what Sorry. that can happen where it you have a birthmark sh- on your in your hair. Yeah, it can happen. But since I was born in '99, I my mom was saying that at the time they they didn't have as much research and they didn't really know they they weren't as familiar with hair hair birthmarks. So um, they did keep me in the NICU because they were concerned that maybe there was something else going on. But it turned out it was just a birthmark. So I do have different colors of streaks in my they're they're blackish brownish colored in my hair. And I I have had a couple little white hairs. And I remember someone telling me that apparently redheads kind of are the only white that have like every hair color in their hair. Um, it's it's pretty common, I guess, for redheads to have like a, a brown hair or a white hair. And oh. so, yeah. And what would you say to listeners who are considering donating their hair? I I would say that if you are considering it and it's something that you really would like to do, you definitely should do it. Um, I I think it's so rewarding, um, and to know that there's someone out there that's getting a wig that they have been waiting for and wanting, and knowing that someone is just feeling so confident in themselves and their new wig just puts the biggest smile on my face. And if you are considering it, it's a really good decision to make. And I think it really can impact someone else's life and in ways that more ways than we can even fathom. Well, thank you so much, Jordan, for making that TikTok video and for sharing it. And we're so happy that we were able to connect with you because um, I just think it's so, so awesome. Well, I feel so honored that you guys had me on the podcast today. I would have never expected this. And I'm so glad that I can help share some tips and information and kind of spread the word and inspire others. And I, I just really appreciate you guys. I love connecting with other redheads. So yeah, us too. Thank, thank you, you so much for coming on. on. Yeah, thank you. Redheads, have you heard? We added our first hair care product to the How to Be a Redhead beauty line. It's called Finely Glossy and it's a shine and luminosity shampoo for redheads. Like all of our products, it's clean, vegan, cruelty-free, sulfate-free, and paraben-free. Give luminosity and radiance to your red hair without color depositing. Redheads, we can now rejoice. Finally, there are products for us. Shop Finely Glossy and our line of brow and mascara products. Finally have brows and finally have lashes at shop.howtobearedhead.com. Well, there you have it, redheads. Donation... And discussion links are located in the podcast notes. So definitely check that out. And want to help us spread the news about the How to Be a Redhead brand in this podcast? Please give us a five-star review and tell your friends, redheads, and everyone else to subscribe. You can listen to this podcast directly on howtobearedhead.com, Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And don't forget, like I said, to look at the podcast notes to find the donations and the organizations mentioned. Rock it like a redhead. redhead.